You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey guys, today's ad read is actually real. I know what you're thinking. Petra wasn't real? I'm not sure, it might be. But today's ad read is for Empirical Designs. Uh, Nick over at Empirical Designs actually made our t-shirts and also made the design for the t-shirts and the design for the podcast art, so I feel like it's only right for me to help him out. Having compelling, professionally made designs can make or break your brand. Empirical Designs has been helping businesses grow, such as us, by visualizing their ideas and bringing them to life. Whether you're looking for a new logo, brand identity, web design, apparel, merchandise, or creative marketing strategy, Empirical Designs has the solution for you. Empirical Designs has a diverse portfolio, creating design solutions for clients such as Fortune 500's Pratt & Whitney, uh, the University of Maryland, go Maryland, I guess, Paps Brewing Company, and Grammy-nominated artist Flo Rida. Flo Rida. You can get a free quote on your next project by visiting empiricaldesigns.net. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L designs.net. And tell them Ryan sent you. Welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. This is the most non-suitable fork episode of all time. Greg, say hello. It's just funny because we obviously have two interviews. Uh, we tease them on Twitter. We do. One, one, of, the, one of the interviews, um, Very professional. Arvin, Arvin Shrivets, fantastic, gives us a lot of in-depth Maple Leafs takes, has a fun story as to why they're called uh, pension plan puppets. Great guest, completely professional. And then we talk with Brian Wotanik, and it couldn't be anything it, less than professional. It couldn't be more inappropriate. It's maybe no. the most inappropriate 40 minutes of this podcast, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. How is that possible? I've listened to this oh, podcast yeah. for a very long time, and you guys have been offensive before. But the, the best you're gonna you're gonna listen to the first 35 minutes of that interview and be like, oh, that's not that bad. And then you're gonna get to that last five minutes, and, and you're not just gonna be, be like, what the? <laughs> so uh, we're warning you now. We started the podcast. You know, we got this out of the way. Go ahead and just make sure if you're if you have sensitive ears out there and you're like, man, I don't really feel like being offended today. And I don't want to talk about who's the hottest ranger and maybe a hypothetical question that's going to scar me for life. Turn it off mm -hmm. after our, our Leafs interview. And I we appreciate you coming on. And that's it. So uh, but for now, we're going to just talk about a little bit of ranger news. Go to the Leaf interview. And from the Leaf interview, right from it, it's going to go right to the Brian Woj uh, interview. 
And that's where we're going to get a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean seriously inappropriate. So uh, if, you have, if you have kids around or for any reason, <laughs> and you, you'll, you'll hear about that during that segment. Uh, it's probably best if you turn it off after the leaf segment. That's all I'll say. Yep. And maybe don't be drinking anything during the Wotanic interview because I, it, there's a very good chance it's not going to stay in your mouth. It, you might spit up. So let's talk some Ranger news. Be serious for a little bit, and then we'll uh, we'll get a little bit we'll get a little bit inappropriate. Uh, a little bit inappropriate. A, a little more than that. So Ranger news for the week. We signed uh, our early contracts with uh, Philip Hithel and our boy uh, our boy Anderson. So. What? <laughs> I like how you, you went out of your way to look up Hiddle's pronunciation and you forgot that it's Leah Sanderson. I, I was going to call him Lars and I, I immediately, I mean, it was like, it's not Lars. So I just went to the yeah, Lars. Name. Lars is a failed MLB prospect. I know. I 100%. tried. I tried. It's Leah. Leah Sanderson. So we signed, we signed them both uh, to our, their early yep. contracts. Now. Entry level contracts. Their entry level contracts for a more appropriate term. Now, mm-hmm. this doesn't mean anything for Hithel, but this might mean something for Leah. Uh, Correct. Supposedly, the plan is to possibly have him as the third line center. Uh, and we well, been, it's it's yeah, it's something you and I have discussed just about all off season. But we've been and also it, it, be, be, it felt like sorry, we've been we've been against this the whole time. This is we want we want to time. develop him. Yeah, it just it 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 seems. It, look, I I will say this: I, I don't know necessarily if Leah Anderson will be any worse or any better than JT Miller as a third line center, and I would prefer there to be a way to keep JT Miller on the wing because that's where he thrived last year, and that's where his game took that theoretical next step. But we're, we're talking about an 18-year-old that the Rangers are going to have to shoehorn in as their third-line center, and that's, there's already – it, it's a lot to ask. It's a big ask. That's big shoes to fill, man. Like that's Yeah, and it's not even like – the expectation wouldn't be – it would be kind of – look, when we signed Jimmy Vc, you and I were on here almost every week being like, we don't even expect him to score 40 points. We just want him to play regularly and get ice time. Uh, and we did the same thing with Buchnevich, and of course, AV saw it a different way because AV is a fucking idiot. But that's not really the point. Uh, with Anderson, you kind of have to. It, it's a little, in my mind, a little different with centers than it is for rookie wingers. Centers, you have to protect a little more. They're a little bit more exposed. It's there's already talk that if Anderson is the third line center, Grabner or Fost should play on the third line to protect him in the defensive zone a little bit. And when you think about that. It's great in theory, but that once again means that one of VC and Buchnevich is back on the third line, and we're unless AV is rolling lines, which I would want him to do if the Rangers' four lines are that deep. You're you're creating scenarios where you're not quite burying VC or Buchnevich, but you're finding reasons to keep them off the ice, and that makes me uncomfortable. Absolutely, I, I well everything with AV makes us uncomfortable now. I think we're, yep. it's okay saying that, right? Yep, we're, totally fine with, we're fine with doing that. So that that's pretty much like, it's like a non-news story for right now. I mean, we're going to hit this up for the rest of the offseason. No question about it. Uh, right, because right now all we can do is talk about, in theory, uh, obviously a lot's going to happen in training camp. If Anderson has a terrible training camp, I'm sure the Rangers will be like, you're going back to Sweden, and he should go back to Sweden. And we should add that uh, Hiddle's, contract can slide two years because he's so young. So if Hiddle doesn't come over for two years, his entry-level contract won't kick in until he's over here. Anderson can slide for one year in the Swedish league. So while both those contracts are signed, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily on the clock yet. It just more so Anderson than Hiddle. When those contracts did happen, 
Anderson's felt like the Rangers are creating a scenario in which he is in the opening day lineup. I did not get that same type of reading or vibe from when Hiddle signed his. I, I totally agree with you. And that's pretty much all we could say about that for now, right? That's all we have. Right. Because, look, if the move is to keep JT Miller on wing, which I think is is the correct move. Well, AV came I, out and said that's wing, exactly he what he wants to do. Right. Then the Rangers very clearly still have a hole down the middle, and they have to address it somehow. And I don't think it's addressed if if the Rangers' four centers on opening night are in some order Mika Zabinijad, Kevin Hayes, David DeHarnay, and Boo Nieves, that's not great. Nope. It's a, it's actually a little better if it is Leas Anderson. I just worry that you're asking a lot of an 18-year-old kid in his rookie season on a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations. Like, that's a big ask for a, a rookie. It's it's It would be a different – if the Rangers were just a middle-of-the-pack team and we're in a situation where they want to be competitive, they would like to make the playoffs, but they don't necessarily see themselves as cup contenders – then sure, why not? Why not get Anderson's feet wet immediately and put him in the lineup as a third-line center and kind of let his game develop on the fly? This Rangers team doesn't really have that time period. They have a very short window remaining with Henrik Lundqvist. They have uh, Rick Nash on the last year of his contract. There are pieces on this Rangers team that will simply not be around for the long term. So if the Rangers want to make a cup run, it seems inconsistent to then ask one of your top prospects who might not be NHL ready to play serious NHL minutes. Totally agree. I can't say you said it best. What am I supposed to say? I, I have no other comments or feedback. Well, that's because I'm the fucking man, that's bro. You're the man, bro. That's it, bro. Uh, I do yeah. want to make one weird point. I've kind of been, okay. I've kind of been thinking about this all day. So Klein and oh Klein and Piri are now playing on the same team in Sweden, right? Uh, Piri, Klein is definitely in S- Switzerland, first of all. Uh, second. Is it, did I just do that again? Are you serious? Yeah, you, you sure, you sure oh did. My they God, in how do I not escape um, this? What is wrong with me? Uh, Piri, there seems that Elliot Friedman kind of shot down the report saying Piri hasn't signed a contract and would like to play in North America this year. But uh, the offers haven't been there, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the Swiss League. I'm, I'm so I don't know what the rest of your question was. I was just totally telling you that it, that, that was it. Okay, that's that's great. Uh, that, thank you for correcting me, and I really appreciate it. I'm just kind of really mad at myself for doing that uh, for the Swiss, Swiss League. Uh, what, what, what was your original point? My original point here is Kevin Klein didn't need to retire. I'm really skeptical and wondering why he did retire when he left $3 million on the table. Do we, like... I mean, he's getting paid in Switzerland. It's not like he's not... It's not like he's playing hockey for free. I mean, is he getting paid more than $3 million in Switzerland? I'd I, say it's I probably should, in the neighborhood. I should yeah. probably know that. Um, but I was just like, he didn't have to retire. I wonder what the if the Rangers like kind of sat him down and forced him into that situation, or if there's something that we just don't know in the background about Klein and his retirement that was was not really reported. Because he he said I don't know. He, I think I I think uh, he said he was retiring from all, hockey. He's playing again. You know that's. I don't think he was. I don't think he ever said he was retiring from hockey. I think he said he was retiring from the NHL. Okay. I think. It was a very clear step down between the Swiss League and even the AHL. Like, I think the Swiss League is a little bit below what you would hope to see um, from AHL competition. So if your body is in it, look, Kevin Klein, like Dan Girardi before him, left it all out on the ice. They're, the injuries he suffered from were because of his style of play in the NHL, which is a big physical league. And... It, the Swiss League is not as physical and not as big. You're not you're not going to have to deal with the Zdeno Charles of the world playing in a Swiss League. Uh, 
So if, if look, he clearly loves playing hockey. He clearly loves getting paid to play hockey. And we know a guy in Switzerland. It seems like the quality of life in Switzerland is pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm going over there in September. So I'll be, uh, I'll report back on how nice it is. I'm sure it's beautiful. I uh, um, It's got lovely Alps and mountains and, and great all that, all that Nazi gold that is just chilling <laughs> in Swiss banks. Classic Nazi gold. All right. Uh, I think we're done with all the Ranger news. That's pretty much it for this week, right? Nothing else? There was, there was nothing else. The Rangers haven't made any moves. They haven't made any signings. The only thing they did this week were the two entry-level contracts. And if anyone thinks the Bozak rumors are still rumors, that's why we brought on our writer from the – Pension, pension plan puppets, and we—I think we do an okay job of putting that nonsense to bed. Yeah, we probably probably reported here first. It's not a real thing, uh, so stop stop hoping for it to happen. Maybe maybe nonsense wasn't the right word, but I, I look—it's kind of like what we went with oh, regarding the Ducks last year, where on paper, of course, the Rangers and the Maple Leafs make sense as trade partners because the Maple Leafs have center depth and the Rangers have defensive depth, and those are the two things each team needs. But just because it makes sense on paper doesn't mean it's ever going to happen. I totally agree. All right, let's move on to those interviews. Uh, again, listen. Listen to me right now very carefully. This next interview is a beautiful, professional, great, down-to-earth, informational interview about the Leafs and the Rangers' relationship, the past of the Leafs, and what they think of Tyler Bozak. Immediately after that interview is a very inappropriate interview with Brian Wotanik that we discuss the uh, good-looking nature of the Rangers roster and some hypothetical questions that may be making you spit water out of your mouth. So if you are offended easily, please do not listen to that. But but seriously, listen to it. All right. And also, if you're offended easily, I, I, I really don't why know are you why you're here. Why are you here? I don't know. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go over to uh, Arvin right now and talk Leafs and Bozak and then over to Brian Wotanik. Transition! Hey, and we're back with Arvin Shrivats. Probably butchered that, but thanks for coming on, Arvin. He is a staff writer at Pension Plan Puppets, a Leafs blogger website. Is that correct so far? Yep, that's exactly right. Perfect. Killed it. So you guys have a center we want, and that's kind of why we brought you on, uh, <laughs> to, to talk about how we can get that center from you. Uh, okay. So let's let's start this off the right way. You guys are, are looking – you guys are, are deep at center at this point in time, or you're looking for a uh, sort of defenseman that right-handed that's named Nick Holden? So we are looking for a right-handed defenseman, whether his hmm. name is Nick Holden uh, – you might have to sell me on that a little bit. I can't. That's my problem. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Leafs, in terms of their depth at center, it, it's interesting. Um, I would say they have a very top-heavy um, team at center. And by team, I'm including kind of their development system as well, because that kind of matters here. Um, up top, we have Austin Matthews, who is great and perfect in everything that is right with the world. No problems with him. Um so he's our number one center, hopefully, for the next 15 years. Hopefully. We have uh, Nazem Kadri behind him, uh, another very good player, scored 30 goals last year. Great contract. Uh, very annoying to play against. I bet every other fan base hates him, but he, he plays for us, so we like him. And then behind him, we have Bozak, uh, Tyler Bozak. So Bozak is he's 32 now. Uh, he had probably his most productive season ever last year. He scored 55 points. Uh, his first season above 55 points, though he's or above 50 points rather. Although he's been on pace for that for a while. So those three are three very solid centers. Um, the problem is once you get beyond that, the Leafs have absolutely nothing, with one small exception, and I'll get to that exception. But after that, you have Dominic Moore and a host of AHL options who do not project to be much of anything. 
The one exception is that we have William Nylander. Um, William Nylander is a winger, who, or someone who played winger last year, but potentially can play center down the line. Um, if the Leafs were to shift him to center um, for this upcoming season, then they would have definitely a surplus of, of centers, and it would make sense to trade one of them because it's just not efficient to have four players playing center who all kind of require a lot of ice time and good line mates and all that, all that jazz. The problem is, or not the problem, but the complication is that uh, Mike Babcock, the Leafs coach, has said he doesn't want to play Nylander at center this year. He wants to delay that, presumably until 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then that is what makes trading Bozak a bit tenuous to me. I'm not entirely sure if it makes sense to trade him, because if, if you do, the Leafs center depth is, goes from being very, very good to being pretty mediocre. So I, I, my question is, why were the rumors started? Now, there's there's actually rumors of rumors saying that, you know, this Bozak trade was kind of uh, created by sort of New York writer and bloggers. Um, now, was that also kind of, have you guys been shopping him around also on your market? Have you heard a lot of rumors of him getting traded to other teams? So, um, under under Lou Lamorello, there's basically no rumors about the Leafs anymore until they actually do something. Oh. It's There's like an organizational cone of silence. Um, that being said, Bozak has been a guy who has reportedly been like on the trading block for the last four years. There's always been rumors of him being dealt, and he's always been kind of a contentious player among the Leafs fan base. Um, there was a time where he was played kind of over his head as our de facto top line center, playing essentially staple to Phil Kessel, um, and he was not really cut out for that role. He 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 can't be if he's the best center on your team you're probably like the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, like that's the type of team that would have him as their number one center. Right. Um, and as a result, uh, you know, the, the media also kind of overrated him at the time. They called him kind of the defensive counterbalance to Kessel, which, I mean, Kessel is not good defensively, but Bozak might be just as bad. He's a legitimately talented offensive mm. player, but he is really, really, really poor defensively. Um, he's still a net positive, don't get me wrong. He outscores his problems. But he's not a good defensive center. Did some of the rumors kind of originate from, obviously, when the Patrick Marlowe signing happened, I think people were a little surprised by, I, I think people can understand the three-year length just because sometimes you have to give an extra year to get a player on free agency. Yeah. But I, I think everyone was a little surprised by the, uh, a, the AAV of that contract. And all of a sudden, the Leafs are kind of in a financial pinch, I think is the best way to put it. Um. Yeah. Having... An absolute, you know, absolutely massive amount of cap room to a relatively small amount. Um, there, there's actually been a lot of confusion about how much cap space they do or they don't have, and it gets all complicated by their long-term IR situation and how the NHL count, counts uh, off-season caps versus in-season caps. But yeah, they're, they're, they don't have a ton of room now, and more than the cap space, they actually don't really have a lot of roster spots available for forwards. Um, the Leafs have, by my count, around. 15 forwards who could reasonably be considered NHL caliber. And obviously there just isn't room to play all of them. So you're, you know, either some of them are being sent down to the Marlies or potentially being put on waivers. And obviously that's not really an efficient use of your roster spots. Um, so I think the idea has come, has sprung about because it seemed clear that the Leafs have to trade someone. They have to trade some forward. And it, when you start looking at, okay, who are the Leafs forwards that they can trade? Uh, I mean, there's a few that are kind of untouchable. Um, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, those are three kind of high-end crown jewel prospects 
they're not moving. Nazem Kadri, yeah, Nazem Kadri is close to that as well. Um, and then you get into guys like James Van Riemsdyk, Leo Komarov, and now Tyler Bozak. And then there's a host of, I guess, somewhat less attractive options, like maybe moving, um, I don't know, Nikita Soshnikov, who mostly played on the fourth line for us, moving Kasperi Kapanen, who's uh, a 20 um, he was around a point per game in the AHL last year. So someone has to go. Uh, and I guess the rumors have been about Bozak because he's a logical, a sort of logical piece because he would in theory have some value. And if you are convinced that Nylander can be a center right now, uh, he is in theory replaceable in that regard. I, I do think the Van Riemsdyk, you mentioned him. Uh, yeah. I know Ranger fans have talked about him because he's from the area, but I think even Ranger fans know that that would be a pipe dream. I don't think the Rangers would give up the pieces required to get him. But this is something I kind of want to ask you about, obviously, because you're more in, in, in tune with being a Maple Leafs fan. It kind of seems like every now and then when the Maple Leafs sour on a player, the negative media backlash comes out even before the player is traded. It definitely happened with Kessel. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a vibe that it's kind of happening with Van Riemsdyk where – some writers see the writing on the wall that he will not be a Maple Leaf long-term. So they're, I don't want to say they're pinning some negative press or blames on him, but it definitely, it almost seems like the coverage of Van Riemsdyk has taken a, a kind of dark turn. And I, I just wonder what that's like for you as a Maple Leaf fan and someone that's followed this team for a while. Um, with, with respect to your larger point, I, I do sort of see that. Uh, it's kind of, it's a lot like Edmonton. Where you know the media there is very transparent about the guys that the front office wants to move. It seems uh, Toronto is, I think, somewhat similar to that. Um, with Van Riemsdyk, I'm not sure if it's really negative press necessarily, as much as he's he's been here for I think four seasons now. He's been very productive here for four seasons now, and I think to some extent um, people kind of take him for granted. And I think I mean I think the same thing actually happens from afar, anyways, with Rangers fans and Rick Nash. Uh, oh, absolutely. Right? So I think, I think it's sort of similar to that. I mean, Van Riefstake is a incredibly, incredibly good player. And I think some people are kind of over... Some people feel that the Leafs can lose him and, you know, not miss a beat. And I vehemently disagree with that. I think if the Leafs trade him or um, if anything happens to him injury-wise, that is a very, very big loss because he's... I mean, 60-point guys don't grow on trees. You know, it's just... It's very hard... Are you I, sure? I wish they did, but I mean, sorry. Yeah, it's it, he's he's a very very Me good too. player. He um, he's supremely talented offensively. He's very much a first liner by that regard. He drives offense at a very high level. Like Bozak, um, he is not good defensively, but it's also like one of our writers had this great line that you know if you're criticizing a player for what happens in between them scoring a bunch of goals, you know you should you kind of kind of lose the forest for the trees. You know, at the end of the day. He has flaws, but he's still a phenomenal player. And I think people have kind of become so familiar with how good he is that they just kind of take for granted that, oh, you know, we can replace him with whoever. Yeah, and I we'll, think we'll your Rick Nash comparison was really good because the Ranger fan base is kind of going through this weird thing where now that Rick Nash is on an expiring contract, people think he's undervalued again and just a better player than the general perception is. Whereas if you were having this conversation two years ago, the entire conversation about Rick Nash would have been, he sucks in the playoffs, and they wouldn't have moved off that point at all. And I, the numbers, the numbers show that Rick Nash is actually quite good in the playoffs. But because he doesn't necessarily score a goal a game, people get very uppity 
about Rick Nash, and they have some very interesting takes on it. Yeah, I think in general, uh, consistently high, consistently high level players. After a while, you you start to just become immune to like, oh yeah, it's just Rick Nash doing Rick Nash things, and you kind of you focus on their faults more than what makes them so good, and you focus on like, oh, what here's what they could be, right? I mean, Van Riemsdyk totally. was better defensively. He basically be like prime Marion Hosa, which is like that's like a borderline Hall of Famer right there. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's I wish he could be better defensively, but let's appreciate the fact that he is incredibly good offensively and all the value that provides to the team. Yeah, and, and now there's there's, there's a, oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Oh, so, so I was just going to say, for the Leafs specifically, um, their real competitive advantage over other teams is that they have incredible forward depth. Um, they're not, you know, they're not winning many 2-1 games. They're a bad defensive team, but they're just an, an, an elite offensive team, and that counterbalances it. Uh, and a huge reason why they can play that way is because they have, or last year anyways, they had three very strong scoring lines, and Ben Riemsdyk and Bozak were both major parts of uh, one of those lines. So I think losing either one of them in the short term it's almost certainly going to be a step back for the team in terms of the on-ice play. I can see that. Now, there's obviously two sides to every coin. So one reason why the Rangers and Leafs have been connected is because the Rangers have a clear need at center and guys like Tyler Bozak and Leo Komarov are on expiring deals, so they seem like decent trade targets. The other side of that coin is obviously the Maple Leafs have a deficiency on defense. Is there a way you see... Toronto being able to address that concern outside of the trade market, or at this point in the offseason, does Toronto need to make a move to improve their blue line? So, I mean, I guess need is a tough, a tough thing to say. I, I think at this point, the front office is prepared to go into the season with what they have and just accept that it's a, a mediocre defensive core. Um, and to be fair to this defensive core, they were not helped by the fact that most of the forwards playing in front of them are not good defensively. But right. um, I think they're prepared to go into the season with what they have. That said, I do think they are going to be open and they are going to be kind of looking for an upgrade because that's the most, it's such an obvious point of improvement for the team um, that I think they'd be kind of foolish not to. I don't think there's anyone really left on the free agent market who moves the needle in a big way. Maybe they, I don't know, sign Cody Franson or something, but for some reason, NNJO GMs tend to hate him, and he looks like he's signing like a PTO in Chicago or something like that. Um, so I think unless something, unless there's a trade, I don't, I think for the most part, the defense that the Leafs have going to is what they're going to use during the regular season. Do you see... Uh... Lilligren, first round pick, I think would have been a top 10 pick if he just simply didn't have mononucleosis during, during the season last year. Do you see him making an impact in his rookie year or, you, or is the plan to give him a year to develop? Yeah, it, it's almost certainly going to be at least, he's almost certainly at least a year away from the NHL. Um, from what I've heard, there's again, there's two options for him. He can go back to Sweden, uh, play with his SHL team there. I think he has a contract with them uh, already. Um, or he can come to the AHL uh, and play for the Toronto Marlies. Um, there's also rumors that, so his, apparently his SHL team is not very good. I'm not totally caught up on the SHL, so this is kind of hearsay. But apparently his SHL team is not very good, and the Leafs um, would prefer for him to either be traded to a better SHL team or to be on the Marlies. I think from my perspective, I think having him in the AHL on the Marlies is 
the smartest thing to do if they can pull it off, simply because at that point he's in your development system. You have more control over him. You can um, take, you can really see his how his development is progressing. You know, day after day after day after day, and get him working with your coaches, getting work, get him working within the system that you hope to see him play in the future. Um, so I think that would be ideal, but he's definitely at least a year away. Interesting. Uh, and now. I think we've kind of talked as much about Bozek as we can. Um, I, I do wonder, a thing that always mesmerizes me, and I know this is definitely not reflective of the entire Maple Leafs fan population, but it, it's a very vocal minority. Anytime Austin Matthews, who is, I think, without question, maybe one of the top five players in the NHL, and if you're building a team, it's a coin flip between him and McDavid at this point, though I... I, I think I'd rather have McDavid. I, I, think, I'm just saying. I would definitely uh, rather have McDavid, even think, as a Leafs fan. I, I, I love Austin Matthews, but I'm, no, McDavid's better. McDavid's insane. Yeah, but any, it seems like any time Matthews tweets about being American, there's a portion of the Maple Leaf fan population that gets really upset about it. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. I remember, so when I think the U.S. World Junior team, uh, when they beat Canada... Uh, in the World Junior Championships, Matthews tweeted about it, and he got there's like so many comments being like, "Oh, you play for a Canadian team now, like why are you cheering for America?" It's so annoying. I I have no idea what they're thinking. I I have I think it's just the Leafs have a very large fan base, mm-hmm. and as a result, we have a large amount of idiots in our fan base. Oh, funny, we have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's just it's insane, especially in that particular case because I mean. Last year, Matthews was actually young enough to play in the World Juniors. If he, uh, if obviously there was no reason that was going to happen, but he probably played in the development system with half the players on that U.S. Road Junior team. He knows them; they're probably his friends, right? So even beyond kind of the patriotism, which no one should have a problem with, anyways, those are probably people he has like a five or six year relationship with, who are who are playing, you know, on one of the most important stages in in hockey. So. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea why so why some of these fans uh, said that. It's just absolutely asinine. I also I just think it's a little funny because anytime, uh, obviously, like Henrik Lundqvist, Sweden, the Golden Child. Anytime he does something good against the Americans, Ranger fans are never like, ah, well, you play for the Rangers. Instead, Ranger fans are like, well, yeah, Team USA sucks. You kind of blow. <laughs> yeah. What do you want us to do? Else? I I actually think. Uh, Canada in general has a bit of uh, a complex when it comes to hockey. Like hockey is, is our right. thing, but no and one's anything, fighting that at all. That, yeah, I I know, but anything that can be perceived as threatening that, uh, I think sometimes it it uh, it grates on some Canadian fans, and I don't really understand that. I mean, it it doesn't matter. It, it's it's such a small and useless thing to get. You guys know you about. have the best stereotypes, um, right? You have hockey, poutine, and healthcare. Wow. You guys are you guys are awful. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> yeah, it could, it could do a lot worse than that. So I mean, it it didn't it didn't make much sense. Uh, and and the interesting thing is, um, it didn't seem to no one seemed to care. Uh, in, at the World Championships this past uh, this past May, William Nylander played for Team Sweden, and uh, very famously had that nice hug with Henrik Lundqvist where he basically tackled Bro- him to the ground after yeah, Sweden thanks. won. Appreciate. <laughs> um, and that was against Canada and. I mean, no Leafs fans really seem to be bothered there. So maybe it's like an America-specific it might be, thing. It might be the little brother I, complex. It has to be in my head. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that might be a part of it. So I think, I think 
it, it definitely rubs some people the wrong way when Canada dominates the U.S. in Olympic hockey. And then U.S. fans kind of shrug and go, fine, we'll go win every gold in the Summer Olympics, the actual Olympics. Yeah, I think exactly. that bothers. That, that bothers. Oh, yeah, fans. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a childish argument either way, right? Like it, it, it's, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I guess that's the point of international competitions, right? It's it's just a feeding ground for childish arguments. kind of petty arguments. and, and yeah. All right, well, before we want to thank you for coming on, but before we let you go, we've got to ask the question we ask everybody. Uh, so, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, I know. I know it's tough. I think I it like is. that he's pausing. Oh, there it is! Let's go! <laughs> no. I like yeah, I, I, This is, I find it nice. I'm very open-minded when it comes to what a sandwich is. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I consider, for example, like, if you go to Subway, I consider that a sandwich, too, even though, you know, it has, so I, I guess logically I have to consider a hot dog a sandwich, if I'm being consistent with my own beliefs. Subway is disgusting. I like that. No. Also, also before you go, we talked about this before we started recording, and I oh, think yeah. Andrew fans would be interested awesome. by it. Pension plan puppets. That's a very interesting name. Ryan and I didn't understand why that was the name of the Maple Leaf site on SB Nation. Explain to us why the Maple Leafs are called pension plan puppets. Sure. So um, a while back, uh, the Leafs actually used to be owned by the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan Board. So that's like the investment fund that um, that is in charge of investing the funds that eventually go to Ontario teachers in their pension plan. Uh, actually, famously, quite a strong pension plan. Um, and anyways, they used to own the team. Uh, so the name just kind of rose out of that, from my understanding. Um, the team I mean, it's was... A, it's a fantastic name. It stuck with me, for sure. You know, it's 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 interesting about the name. It's, it's, it's somewhat controversial now, because at this point, it's dated, right, uh, the name. So, because the Leafs are no longer owned by the pension plan, they're owned by Rogers right. and Bell, which, which um, are two media companies in Canada, two of the biggest media companies in Canada. It would be like if Verizon and AT&T owned the Rangers. Uh, it's a very awkward arrangement, I, I imagine, because Rogers and Bell are like corporate enemies, and suddenly they're in the same boardroom managing the Leafs. The thing they it's care, a little weird. The thing they probably care about the most? Money. <laughs> well, well, yeah, never mind. I take it back. Money. It's money. Never mind. Yeah, that's, that's interesting that Bell has ownership stake in the Maple Leafs. Don't they have stake in the Canadians, or is it just the Bell Center? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think they might just have naming rights for the Bell Center. Um, but yeah, they, they own the Maple Leafs, and the, they own the Maple Leafs and the Toronto Raptors of the NBA and the and Toronto FC of the MOS. So all three of those are in kind of one conglomerate of a sports team. And the Blue Jays are just still, is, are they still just Rogers? They're still just Rogers. Ownership stuff, ownership, how people own sports teams is another very interesting topic for me. I get I mean, super nerdy about it. We were a farm system for years for Chicago. So yeah. that, that's awesome. So that was awful for us. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it, giving us another side of, uh, of, of that trade. I, I don't think that trade ends up happening. My personal no. opinion was it was a rumor. So I wanted to just clear that up from you, from your side of, of Leafdom that he's not getting traded. Yeah. I, 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 would I feel like we came to the conclusion of that. Yeah. yeah it, basically it comes down to whether you think Nylander and since Babcock apparently doesn't want to do that. And I'm taking it at his, at his word for now. I think it's right. very unlikely. The good news is we can still trade you to Colvin. Like, it's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, if you want them, like, it doesn't cost, like, you have, like, 20 cents and a sandwich or a hot dog. Um, uh, you, you know what? Tempting offer, but I'll pass. We'll, yes. we'll, take, we'll take Dominic Moore back. I love Dominic Moore. I'll stick him on the fourth line and let you have Yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather do that. Again, tempting offer, but we'll, we'll stick with what we have. Thank you. 
Uh, we can't change, find it. If you change your mind, you have our number. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll let Lou know. All right, Arvin, uh, pump pump out your Twitter real quick. So your pension plans puppet, and uh, what's your Twitter? My man? Twitter is uh, at a r v i underscore ninety four. So the first four letters of my name underscore ninety four. Okay, cool, man. All right, you can follow Arvin on Twitter, and uh, maybe if we have a Leaf series this uh, this upcoming year, we'll have you back on to talk about the previous. That'd be series. fun. Sounds good, man. Talk to you soon. See ya. And we welcome back to the show, Enemy, Frenemy, Fuck Woj, or the show, Woj. <laughs> Say hello, my friend. Hello, my friends. What's up, man? Uh, you are the host or co-host of the Garden Faithful podcast, and we like to have you on talk nonsense once in a while. You know, I'm a frequent guest of your podcast. Uh, nice to speak, speaking to you again. Yeah, it's good to, ha- it's good to be back. Uh, third time coming on, and uh, it just gets better every time. It's like fine wine. You guys just age, and... You guys just become better every time I come on. Yeah. Uh, you, you did say like friend of me though. Um, <laughs> I would agree and disagree. Um, I like coming on your show because you guys are funny. And then on our show, uh, I have John Dundon. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> you said it. I didn't. <laughs> so I'm really glad you got that over with. We've been taking shots at each other lately. So I know if he listens to this, he's going to be like, fuck, he got me on this one. Wow, so that one was for him. You reached super far by saying, you know, if he listens to this, that was pretty nice. I, I, I know I do. I can't speak if he does. Thank That's you. All I can... appreciate it. So listen, we wanted to have you on the show today. It's the off season. Not really a lot going on. You posted a Nothing. pretty hot article today. Dude, <laughs> like... It was clearly what that article was meant to do. Okay. Like, it was very clear. And I think a lot of people thought the article was funny or, like, right, it was let, fun. Before you get into it, let's describe what the article yeah. is so people know. You posted You posted a article called the top five hottest Rangers on the current roster. Yep. And then, uh, so I'm going to call this segment Two Heteroflexible Men and Greg dist- Discuss <laughs> This this Article. Here we go. <laughs> I appreci- you know what? For a second, I actually appreciate you describing you both as heteroflexible and then me. Because... <laughs> I, I, I get that. I, I don't. I, I like that I'm on the outside of this. That that, that feels great. Yeah. I like that. Thank that's, you so much. That's, I just wanted to, you know, confirm who we really were. So me and Woj, we know who we are. And then, yes. uh, and then you, uh, obviously, the old grumpy man of this podcast trio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got me out of bed five minutes ago. You want me to like be more happy about things? I don't think so. I was gonna make a comment there, but I've received some flack for possibly being too heteroflexible over the past two weeks. So I'm going no. to. Oh yeah. I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna hold back. No such thing. Love you guys. Um, all right. So we have a top five here. There's a lot. Of, you know, you have some problems. We got yeah. some problems in this top five. Let's go over. Let's start from the top. You don't mind, do you? No, I don't mind. All right, no. that's, that, why, that's why I put the blog out there. That, that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Mika Zabinajad at five. Solid. Solid. Yeah. No problem. Like I, I, I even wrote there, like, he would have been lower, but he's a DJ, and DJs are just <laughs> douchebags. Like, DJs are literally just the worst <laughs> and the lowest kind of form of people. So, like, like when I think DJ, I think DJ Pauly D and Mika Zabinajad, and that's just where my brain goes, so the two just get mushed together. So that's his own fault. Right. But you just said Pauly D was attractive on accident. You okay with that? Yeah, he's fine. I mean, if he cut, <laughs> if he if he didn't have that haircut, which he can't cut because I think like legally Jersey Shore owns that haircut, he he'd be fine. But like he he has to have that goofy haircut because that's his trademark now. Right. Uh, the, the DJ Zabinajad song was mediocre at best, but I'm sure he does, loves to do what he does, and I'm sure he gets uh, a lot of side benefits for doing what oh, he yeah. loves. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, he's got that Swedish Iranian thing going on, so you get the best of every world. And the guy's a good-looking dude. There's no doubt about that. Definitely. Let's get to the controversy. Yeah, this is what sparked the whole whole thing. (laughs) This is what – okay, actually, before we get to the controversy, let's just agree that Kevin Hayes is last. 
Yeah, he's so fucking ugly. I, so many people were like, Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes. I'm like, Kevin Hayes looks like he got hit by a lawnmower yeah. and like in the worst way. It's like Nick Holden, Jesper Fast, Kevin Hayes, three ugliest on the team. Absolutely. If, if Holden's on the team. There's not even a question about it. Like, Kevin Hayes, like, mm-hmm. dude, you, you look like you were stuck your face in a barbecue on accident. Like, I just, the worst. I, I can't. He's so far down. There's two controversies on, on this list. Number four and number two. So let's talk about four first. Number four is Jimmy BC. So listen... <laughs> You're cradle rabbit a little bit here, playing a cougar yeah. role. All right, let's look at that. He's 24. He's 24. Oh, so he's your age. Oh, yeah. oh, you, put, you put Jimmy VC on the list? Number four. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. This is what I say about Ryan all the time. He is one of the most average motherfucking lookers in the entire world. Like, Ryan is an average-looking motherfucker, yet he cleans up. I don't understand it. He's not funny. He doesn't have any kind of personality. Yeah. I know I'm going at Ryan right now, but least I'm sure is also not funny. Like, he went to Harvard. How funny could this fucker be? Probably a nerd. People forget that. Yeah, yeah. Him, and Je- him and Jeremy Lamb or uh, Jeremy Lynn are probably just like, yeah, you know, those other guys. I can't even make a nerd joke. I, I, I don't know what the fuck their joke would be. Analytics, right? There you go. You like yeah. that? That was good. <laughs> there you go. You did it. Chart boy. <laughs> Thank you. Chart boy. Hashtag chart boys. So how much flack have you taken today for this? All right. So I've taken – Two things of shit. It's the people who clearly understood the article that it was satire and I was just sitting on my toilet in the middle of a Monday on July <laughs> and needed to put some kind of content on the internet. Um, there's the people who got that and were still arguing. Like, you know, like I had the Kevin Hayes crowd was strong, which is, again, bananas what to are you me. Doing? The Kreider crowd was strong as well. I mean. And, and then the VC haters came out in droves. Like, so that those were combined, like the VC haters and then the Kreider and Hayes teams were like going against them. Also, Ryan McDonough, sneaky, one of the ugliest guys in the Rangers, too. Like, mm, I want to hear I think I disagree. Sneaky, though. Like, he, I don't think he's ugly, but he's sneaky, one of the uglier ones. Like, just because he's a captain, you don't get to have a leeway there. I think, I think, I think he's pretty I handsome. think I have a low key take on Chris Kreider. Hog. Just just because he has a big dick doesn't make him attractive. I literally put his dick in the honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, I mention. saw. Yeah, it's literally in the honorable mention. They didn't put him in the honorable mention. Put his dick in the honorable <laughs> mention. No. He, he's, I think he's one of the guys where if it wasn't for that dick, <laughs> I don't know if he'd get any. He's but not that attractive. He's so big, just yeah. like, uh, well, I don't know. We've, yeah. we've taken some flack on this show the last couple of weeks. This is going to take the cake. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, and then the other flack oh. I've taken is there's the 1%. Like, every, like I said, everybody's having fun with the article, and they're, like, tweeting and sharing it, giving their opinions. There's that 1%, and I knew it was going to fucking happen, and sure enough, it did. But there's that 1% who's like, stop letting white males make hottest players lists. Like, dude. Yep, I, saw, I saw that tweet. Dude, it's tweet. it's not that deep. I Like I said, I was sitting on my toilet in July. If you have your own article, write it. I'll share it. I don't give a shit. I didn't write it to be like, this is the definitive list of it. Like, I clearly <laughs> said that in the blog. But, like, it was clearly satire. Like, if you've ever read my tweets or my style, none of that list was meant to be taken seriously. That's and hilarious. that 1% of Twitter was like, like, dude, you have plenty of time to push your agenda with the, the, the this whole Twitter world or whatever. Like, just let us have fun with one thing. Like, just <laughs> let, let me have fun one time. If there's one thing I've learned uh, since starting this podcast, it's that Rangers Twitter at times can it's be the insufferable. Worst. It's the it's, worst. It's I thought Mets Twitter was bad. Mets Twitter is bad, but I don't think it holds a candle to Rangers Twitter. Yeah. Rangers Twitter is just so up their own ass. That's, that's the problem. It's like, Mets fans know they're miserable. So, like, at the end of the day, you could be like, all right, well, we're still Mets. Like, it, yep. but the Rangers fans, like, they have such this, like, 
You have too many Yankee fans that are also yeah, Ranger fans. That that helps. Yeah, it doesn't help too. Um, but there's just this like cocky attitude, and like they all think they're better than like. But you have to think one way, and you can't have fun with anything, and it's so stupid. Like, all right, but I, now, I, I knew that Twitter that was gonna come out. Today. Let, let's get back to how wrong you are about Jimmy VC. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I, I need an explanation as to how you right. Jimmy VC. So why I put him on there? He's like the the pool boy next door or the boy next door. Oh. Like he's obvi- he's obviously not the hottest, and like I think that's where the problem is. But like to me, if like I was sitting on my pool deck and I look over and Jimmy Vc's cleaning his pool, I want to fuck the pool boy all of a sudden. <laughs> like it's he's not like that attractive, but like he's got the, like I said, if the Harvard thing helps. Like he's a nerd. Like yeah, maybe, education. You got but yeah, puts the glasses he, on a little bit of fantasy. Yep. So he's got the glasses. He's a hope. I mean, come on. I mean, he's not the best looking, but I think for. And I think the fact that he does look younger, I mean, the guy's going to be 24. Like, the fact that he does look younger plays to his advantage. So that's why I put him on there. I knew he was going to be the one I was going to get shit for more than the rest of the list at the bottom. I knew he was going to be the one. But, I mean, he's he's the boy next door. He's he's good old American boy. He's the boy next door. That's fine. See, I, I, think, I, I just I think disagree. If gonna, yeah, if you're using the pool boy analogy, isn't Matt Zuccarello a more attractive pool boy? Absolutely. I, let so, me get, let me somebody, get some of that Hobbit. Yeah, somebody argued Zagrell, and I was like, every time I look at him, I just see a Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones character, so I just can't put him on the list. Like, he's not that attractive. He's got great hair. He's going to be I, I, electric. I could lose myself in his eyes. Same. He's got pretty hot. I just don't think he's attractive. And besides, like, I mean, does any girl really want to fuck a guy who's, like, 5'2", or guy, for that matter? Like, if they're 4'10". That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're not wrong. Um, oh, man. So you're, are you trying to say that Matt Zuccarello is Ed Sheeran? Yes, yes, that's a perfect analogy. Okay. It's literally a perfect analogy. Thank if you. Matt Zuccarello could sing, he'd be Ed Sheeran. Okay. 100%. Is Ed Sheeran short? No, Ed no. Sheeran's like 6'2. No, but he but said he he's, was... but Ed Sheeran's a Game of Thrones character, so. Yeah, yeah I only true. know him as the guy sitting down singing on Game of Thrones. Before we get into the rest of the list, can I just, if Ed Sheeran is on Games, Game of Thrones to sing, does that mean Noah Syndergaard is going to be on Game of Thrones to pitch? I hope he throws something. Ooh, in I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't. I think it stinks. I'm Ooh. sorry if that gets me kicked off your show. <laughs> um, but I saw people giving flack to the Ed Sheeran thing. Now, fill me in because you guys, I think, are fans of the show. Not a big deal. It, it, was just like, it was just a group of soldiers sitting right. on a log and someone was singing. And, of course, it's Ed Sheeran. I, I watched like, the clip. Like, he does the singing that doesn't say a fucking word. So, I'm like, why so angry? Just like, smiles. What, yeah, I just, people I are like, my, my aversion. Opinion. I can't watch this show anymore. <laughs> It's just like my opinion is I guess it would have been weirder if Ed Sheeran wasn't singing. Like, Seriously. If Ed Sheeran's going to be on the show, at least you're letting him do what he can do. And it wasn't like he was fucking singing Shape of You. He was singing like a folk song. Singing, I can understand I, if he was singing there singing like Shape of You or Barcelona, he but he's fucking singing, singing, singing some folk song. from the books. Like yes. The, the song is in the books. So Again, just, just let people enjoy things. Like I, I love Ed Sheeran. We just saw him in concert like two weeks ago. Unbelievable performer. Who gives a shit if he was in Game of Thrones? You just like, can't. I, I, in 2017, you can't enjoy anything. You can't enjoy anything. You can't. There has to be. Yeah. Why are you having fun? You know what? I, I want to bring this up before we get to the rest of this list. I feel like we're the three. And plus, I, I don't know about Dundon. He's a pretty boring guy. But um, I think we're like the three guys that are trying to be the fun Rangers fans. And we yes. like, and we like don't know. Everyone else is like, why are you trying to be so fun? Like, yes. oh, I don't know. Like, and, <laughs> why and it, life we, is fucking depressing. I have to get up at 3 a.m. every day. You think I want to do anything else with my life? Yeah, I'm trying to have fun. And we've talked before. It's like, that's what I said. Like, yeah, we both have our own podcast. We both are trying to push our shows or whatever. That's why I love you guys, because you guys are me if I was in a podcast with two, like another person. Like I said, love Dundon. He's my stats guy. There's a reason why I have Dundon on the show. He's very hockey smart. He's, he gets caught up in that sometimes, which isn't a problem. Like, right. 
this is why I love coming on this show and like why I love pushing your show and like don't mind ever helping you guys because it's so much fucking fun just to come on and talk about dicks and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> that, like you just need that sometimes in your life. Yeah. And that's why like we, we talk, there's so many Rangers, bloggers, podcasts, Twitter is like, they're all trying to be the same thing, which is like the accounts. Like, dude, I know very well, I'm not going to get a job with MSG, the Rangers or like any of that anytime soon. So I'm just going to have fucking fun with it and tweet about dicks and hogs. And like, yeah, it's that's, so stupid. That's what kind of what we did for a while too. We were like, you know yes. what? We're trying to, we, we provide some mediocre hockey analysis. We're two guys yep. talking about the shit and having fun. We curse, sorry. And, yes. uh, and that's just it. So now we're going to talk yeah, about Kreider's well, hog on this podcast and have a great time. <laughs> today, uh, Also, today might be our last podcast because I've seen Twister enough to know when uh, I think a tornado is coming. And oh, my God, did it get dark here. <laughs> You're done. You're done, dude. Rest. All right, PMP yeah. spill Paxton. All right, number, yep, n- number yep, three, one. we have Brendan Smith. Yeah. I agree with Ooh, this pick. I like that. Brendan Smith's a yeah. sexy man. Just going to go ahead. So good looking. Yeah. Good looking dude. Cleans up well. Uh, I like the toughness. You know what I like in a man? Grit. Just gonna throw it out there. I need grit, guys. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out and say he's got a killer smile. There you go. Yes, that's it. Great hair. Like I said, the fact that at any moment he can literally punch my face clean off my fucking body <laughs> is so arousing to me that like just yeah, fine, give me it. Like yeah. I'll sign me up. Let's go. Number three. I would have replaced the only thing I have a problem with this list, and we're gonna get to number two right now because that's when we're gonna start yelling. I think. Um, I would have, I would have switched uh, VC and Kreider. That's all. Um, but number two, Greg, you haven't read the list. Here we go. Hendrik Lundqvist. No, I'm fine with like. Henrik Thank Lundqvist, you. it's fine. It's he's first of all, one, he's Henrik Lundqvist. He doesn't need to be number one on the list to be right. fucking the man. Two, that's true. Look, he's over 35. Oh. There's it's like a Rob Lowe kind of thing now where it's just I need I need young blood. Yep. I, I need a I need someone, I need the up and cover. I need someone who's gonna take the torch from Henrik. Oh, you Henrik needs to pass it off to someone. I think it, it is like you read the article then. <laughs> it's like you read the article. That's literally what I wrote. It's like Lundquist is still so like I quoted the office in the article. It's like it's that scene in the office where they're talking about uh Hillary Swank, and he's like, uh Kevin's like, you know, a painting can be beautiful, but I don't want to bang a painting. And it's to the point where I think Henrik Lundquist is still the most beautiful person on the planet don't want to bang Henrik Lundqvist anymore like that and somebody tweeted at me is like I've had the old bull now I want the young calf so like <laughs> and, and it's time to pass the torch like Lundqvist is only gonna be a ranger for how many no more years so it's time to start getting ready for his replacement and that's why I didn't think it was that crazy like I was clearly the whole article is to not put Henrik Lundqvist at number one just to push my number one agenda push your agenda yeah and I, I agree yeah. with you I I wanted to I wanted to be angry but you guys make good points yeah I'd also say I'd also say this it's like if I have a day to spend with Henrik Lundqvist, the amount of things I want to do, I don't know if I'm at a point anymore where sleeping with him is one of them. <laughs> no. It's like I'd rather have him teach me how to dress than bang me. Yeah. A night out with Henrik Lundqvist is probably spent over a bottle of wine. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't then, want to be wine and dined. I want to be used and abused. And then yep. he, and he serenades you with a guitar. Uh, he like, somehow he shows you all these painted hockey masks. You like, yep. hang out with his brother. You go. You probably break into a pool that's not yours. Like it's probably a cool night. I'm really not excited for the amount of hail that's about to fall down. You're done, dude. <laughs> uh, let's go like, to number I, one. I, oh, you're I, done? Know, I know we're still talking about other things, but I'm completely focused on what looks like Armageddon coming down in <laughs> Cohoes, New York. Great. Uh, we're recording at 6:53. In case anyone doesn't see Greg anymore. Um, so now number one, Brady Shea. Good pick. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about Brady Shea? The jawline. I'm in. Yes. Like, I, I'm going to miss Dan Girardi's jawline, but it's great to have Brady Shea's jawline on this team. Dan Girardi had a great jawline. It's, a, like, it's, it's, almost, it's really hard to beat yeah. Dan G's jawline. It was maybe one of the strongest jaws I've ever seen, even when it was broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just – and that was multiple times, I believe. So, 
Uh, he, he bounced back hard, but Brady Shade's going to be taking the place of his defensive uh, spot and also his jawline and my heart. Yep. I just hope he's better. Uh, I know he's better already. He is better but... already. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an end-all be-all. So did you take any flack for the Shea stuff, or that was just the Henrik Lundqvist back and forth? It, it was – no, I honestly, like, that was the crazy thing. Like, VC is what I took the most shit for. The Hayes or the Shea thing, people agreed. Like, I mean, I, I have a lot of female Rangers followers, and I know, like, on my Show birthday – they well yes yeah, sup so um <laughs> well they sent me like a bunch of brady shea gifts so that's what got that's initially what started this uh, uh, the, the leeway to me making this article on the toilet today right um was that they like they were all tweeting me the brady shea gifts i'm like you know you come to think of it dude like he clearly is the best looking and hottest player on the range right now like he's 23 he's in his prime coming up and like i said like i don't know if the dudes hit puberty yet because i don't know if hockey players are like gymnasts they don't hit puberty till they're like 30 but brady shea hasn't even grown facial hair yet and look how good looking he is like hockey players should have facial hair. brady shea doesn't need it yet and he's still the best looking one on the team i wonder if he's so, gonna be i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie i would have I would have been okay if Brandon Smith was number one too. Would have been okay. I was gonna. I almost was gonna put Hank at three, but I was like, you know, I, people will literally like. That's when you set torches. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you start taking it. Brandon Smith's so like when I think of like a hockey player, Brandon Smith. It's up there. Like, it's, yeah. he's up there for sure. There's and there's a, a lot of unreasonably good-looking hockey players for no reason. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton. Like, is, and I still, I still think the Rangers have some of the best-looking players on their roster, and they've continued to have like the Rangers have always have good-looking dudes on their team. Like, I, I really can't think of, like, other teams with, like, good-looking dudes, but maybe that's because I don't focus on them as much. But, right. like, I've always seen the Rangers have historically have had some of the better-looking teams in the NHL. It's and, not Kevin Hayes. Just, I don't know. Kevin Hayes is so fucking ugly. Like, I, th- that was the one person. Like, Kreider, I can understand the argument. Like I said, big dick, whatever. Put him on the list. Even his face isn't, like, terrible. But, like, a lot of people, the other one was, like, Grabner. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, he's uh... – He's yoked out of his mind, but like, is he yeah. good looking? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, one of, he's one of those. Yeah, if, if he's his he's fucking jacked out of his world, but yeah, I don't know. I I think I think people like Grabner because he's a funny fucking guy. Yeah, like Which personality is like, counts, but again, like, I I'd want to hang out and party with Michael Grabner. I'm, yes, but there's a difference here. And it's so crazy because, like, I think Rangers fans get so latched to Grabner now because of that reason. Like, we haven't had a player who tweets, like, with their fans in forever because the Rangers are so fucking closed doors with their players and social media. Yeah, tell us about don't it. Ha- and we, but, like, yeah, right? Like, and we don't have players who, like, interact with their fans. And, like, even their fucking Twitter account is the most paint-drying, boring Twitter account of all time with the Rangers. So it's nice to see a player, like, go back and forth with the fans. And I think that's why, like – Rangers fans love this guy now just because we've never seen that before. Like, Hayes will tweet a few times a year and people go nuts, but like, Grabner interacts with the fans this entire offseason. So, it, I, it's wild that it comes to that where like we just have one player and like people are like, oh, now he's on the hottest list. Like, no, dude, he's 30 something and he's, yeah, he's ripped out of his mind. He can rip my head clean off my body. Not the best looking on the team. Not top five. Definitely not. Not yeah, even close. Hayes has that barstool bump too. I think people like yeah. him because he does barstool stuff, but that, yep. That just makes him like he's a bro. Like he's fine. Yeah, I'm sure I'd have a great time smoking a reefer with. I don't know why I just called it a reefer. I am. <laughs> I am 57. Um, that the <laughs> marijuana cigarettes. Yeah, but but Hayes also is like really boring. I've listened to his barstool stuff. I'm never like, oh man, he's Hayes so is such, fucking boring. I'm like, oh man, Hayes is such a bro. Here's my Hayes impression. Oh yeah. Uh. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I have just... he he can't stop himself from getting like the typical cookie cutter hockey interview. He like, cannot. It, it's no program into his brain because he's so stupid. Like. <laughs> Like the one that um, Shay, who was it? Shay, VC, and Hayes were on the part of my they were take. On part of my take. One of the most boring part of my take episodes of all time. Of like, all time. And so fucking. Dry. I listened to every episode of that show, and let yeah. me tell you, that's like up there with Addison Russell and like a couple of the most boring interviews they've ever. Yeah. Had. 
terrible. And I was pumped as fuck for that day. I was like, oh my <laughs> Me god, too. They I was got, like, oh my god, yeah. They got all three Rangers. I, this is like my dream. They're living my dream. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I don't have the interview. <laughs> and you could tell, like, Big Cat and PFT were like trying to like force anything, and it just was not sticking. It's just like, all right, it was like, there's a reason it was like a 13 minute interview. Yeah. It was terrible. And they had all three, and they asked them like five questions. They're like, well, yeah, all right, bye, <laughs> bye. You guys are really boring. I think that's hockey players in general, though. I think I still stand by. I think I love hockey. It's the best sport on the planet. They're the most boring fucking people on the planet. I'm though. sure like, there's a couple of guys that are out there that are, yeah, are wild. There is. There's a handful, but there's no personalities. And that's why, like, they always talk about, like, the face of whatever league you're doing. The NHL is so hard because they're all so boring as paint. Like, Crosby, excellent hockey player, probably the best I'll see in my generation. Can't stand listening to the dude talk. He's fucking pain. I he's, mean, he's terrible. Connor McDavid is, like, cringe central. Like, dude, he, I, he so I just, I just got into puck soup, like, two, three weeks ago. Okay. And... I listened to his well, his interview was one of the reasons I wanted to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I it was terrible. It was so boring. Like, and again, it's it's like whoosh is kind of like how you guys are. Like, they talk hockey, but they'll talk about anything else that's hot in the streets. Like just just for fun, just to have fun with it. And they still couldn't get a good interview on McDavid. We, yeah, like, well, for example, we had Adam Clendenning on and he wouldn't talk yes. to, he wouldn't talk to us until uh he got released by the Rangers, and then he was like, Which is fair, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, Oh, come on. And we didn't try to trap him into anything, but it, it sounded like he ate a whole pizza before he came on the podcast. And I was like, yep. I'm really happy that Adam came on, but like he like didn't leave his couch. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, Adam, that's that's awesome, man. And he also disagreed with me on the hot dog sandwich thing. So that was fucking brutal. Yeah, I think you're just angry about the hot probably dog that. sandwich that thing. Was just to, to be fair, like I barely leave bed to record these podcasts. There have been plenty <laughs> there have been plenty of podcasts where I've just done it in bed. Yeah, there that's true also. <laughs> um hey, I want to plug something more of your podcast. Did you do that that interview yet? No, so uh, we have a big guest coming. It was supposed to be tonight, uh, actually this morning, but uh, we rescheduled it for Wednesday, so expect that episode on Thursday. Um, but yeah, nothing. It's nothing. We'll see. I'm, I'm skeptical how the interview is going to go. Okay. In my mind, it's going to go one way. I can very well see it going a different way, though, so we'll, we'll see. I'm kind of nervous for it, but yeah, a decent episode coming up on Thursday. We'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll, hopefully. Okay. I'm more excited. I, I Pimped it in our last episode that we did before we took our break. But um, I'm more excited for – we have Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. He's going to oh, be coming nice. on in on in August because I talked to him at like a Comic-Con in June. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, hit me up on Twitter or whatever. And then we started talking back and forth. And so he wanted to wait until like the roster was a little more set to come on and do stuff. So right. we we're going to plan something for like the first week of August. So I'm more excited for that because I'm Kevin Smith and Clerks movies. I fucking love to the end of the earth. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, decent episode coming Thursday, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I got to bring my game. Uh, we, we, I, we don't want to announce the guest, so make sure everyone tunes in uh, to Garden yeah. Faithful on Thursday for a, a rather big episode. Uh, I don't know if you want to say if it's a player or not, but we'll just leave it there. So It's it's not – which I, I think anytime I tweeted that, like people were like, oh, it's Grabner because I tweet at Grabner maybe once a week. Right. But, no, it's no nobody on the current roster, but it is a Rangers fan. It's so Rangers hard to fan. get Rangers. Like, it's, it's, dude, it's, it's impossible. I, I would say it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, I, I, I think – Unless, unless you're, I mean, unless you're someone like Barstool, I think they put a crush. Right. I just really don't think they let any of their personalities do it, which and is fine. Either. If that's one easy yeah. way to make sure no one's going to say something stupid. Exactly. And I, even then, I'm shocked that the Rangers let like Hayes and them do Barstool Me stuff. too. I don't it's, know how they do that. Like, do they know what Barstool is? And especially Hayes. Like, Hayes is so stupid that he might say something bad. Like, I like Kevin Hayes. I, I really do like Kevin Hayes. He's he's just a very dumb and dry person. So like I very well could see him saying something just for shock factor because he is a stoolie and he knows what they like. And like the Rangers are, want nothing to do with that. The Rangers are the most sealed lipped organization in the NHL. Like so it's close to that. I mean, even Chicago lets their players out. Yeah. So I, I don't know. 
You know, we should team up and try to get Ansel Igor on both of our podcasts. Like, dude, I oh god, I would love it. We should we should somehow like team up and like we'll, com- we'll just do a joint podcast. Combine our forces and like just quad interview him. <laughs> yeah, part, part, part one on your episode, yeah. part two on ours, and boom. Part two. We we have to figure out a way to do that. I'm gonna try and like get to his agent. We'll see what we can do. Probably nothing, <laughs> but uh, yeah. probably nothing. Uh, all right. So tune in for that interview. Uh, have you heard about this Coco Loco that me and Greg are doing? No. What is it? Okay. So it's snortable chocolate. Stick with me. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I ordered it off Amazon. I'm holding it in my hand right now. The can is way smaller than I thought it would be. It's 1.5 ounces. It was 25 American dollars. And you snort the chocolate cocoa into your nose. It's try- <laughs> And uh, you're supposed to get some sort of caffeine high. We'll be doing our first Blue Shirts Breakaway video this Wednesday to post. It's me and Greg snorting Coco oh, Loco. Jesus Christ. So it's going to be quite yep. the time. Thanks, Patreon listeners. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I like putting things in my nose. <laughs> I- there's no chance you do, right? Like you're terrified. I'm I'm gonna do it. What? No, I'm I'm 100% doing it. I wasn't kidding. Like when I was 11, I made five dollars because someone bet me if I would snort a pixie stick. I just have a I have a weird fascination with just putting things in my nose. It's a wonderful time. <laughs> was that your subtle way of like telling you you're addicted to cocaine? Yeah, or is that it's, like- it's, no, that's a too expensive habit. For yeah, me. I was gonna say that, that shit ain't cheap. Uh, Greg already has gambling. He can't do cocaine. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Same. You, you have to Same. There's Take a reason advice. why I don't do drugs because I suck at gambling. Yeah, that's yeah, Greg I'm, can't do that. I'm the worst. That's insane. I'm the worst. And we wonder why MSG was like, nah, man, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're, we don't want to give you a show. We're good. Uh, yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just talked about how the Rangers were tight lipped and MSG was like, oh, these guys? Yeah, no, never mind. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we got turned yeah. down. I don't, I don't even care about I'm going to put them on blast or whatever, sure. but we had uh, Steve Valiquette lined up to oh. do an interview. And it was it was all like he was he was in for it like he sent me a DM like right away he was like yeah let's let's set it up let's do it right and like a week later when we were supposed to do it like literally two hours before we we're supposed to record it sends me a message sorry uh, MSG will not allow me to go any outside appearances including your like it looked like a formulated message it was it wasn't him Someone yeah else that wrote somebody it. wrote for him on his DMs like it was so I was just like all right whatever it's like and I think at the end of the set I got to go back and find the DM but like I think at like the end of it it was like it said like please refrain from trying to get any of our other TV analysts on your uh podcast or show I was like oh fuck you guys like <laughs> seriously like it's like it's not that deep like I'm not gonna ask I'm not barstool I'm not gonna go nuts and do like crazy stuff oh, like our, we want to talk hockey our like, interviews are like are the most professional thing we do everything else yes. we don't do is we everything else we don't do everything else we do do is not professional at all when we interview yes. someone we're like super professional about it we're respectful we're not asking you any yep. crazy questions we're not like we're not trying to trick you into questions and say things we're just saying like hey thanks for coming on the show thanks for like supporting us let's talk some ranger hockey yeah that's, that's it. it that's it that's it how hard that's is all this? i want to do all i want to do well i got i gotta know do you get emails about uh cursing on your podcast because we do about cursing yeah yeah. Um. I think the only time somebody's brought it up is like in one of our iTunes reviews. Somebody was like, "Um, it's a smidge of edgy, but I like it or something like that." But like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't really. Get, I don't really get flat for it. Like, we get full. Yeah. I, I think. What yeah. We. I think what saves me is a guy asked if we were ashamed of ourselves because of the language we use. No, no. he told us we should be ashamed. How how else am I supposed to get my point across? Like, there's literally no other way for me to get my point across in time. And the I best think, words in the English language are curse words. Yeah, seriously. I think I get off easy, though, because I think I'm the only one who swears on our show. Dundon doesn't swear. Oh. So, like, it's, like, half and half. So, like, it cuts it almost by, like, literally, like, 60 70% because no. I'm the only one who's cursing. So, I think I get off easy there. But, no, I've never gotten shit for it. The line for the last email was, like, do you compete for who has the fowler mouth? And uh, Yes. And the answer is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That literally should be in every episode competition. A little bit. 
uh, yeah, we had an episode where we did bitch or no bitch. Got a little bit of flack for that, so uh, we decided. We you would have been. You would have loved that episode. Yeah. It was literally just us at, like asking each other if an athlete is a bitch or not a bitch. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole segment. So uh, that's where we're at. So I don't know what else to talk about with you, Woj. We've pretty much gone over everything. We're gonna put chocolate in our nose. Uh, we'll we'll make sure to link you that video so you can retweet it for us. I appreciate that already. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And, yes, uh, I do. I, well, I want to see it myself. Like yeah. I might just save it to my phone. Yeah, I get it. Put it in the screensaver. We'll do. I'll, I'll send I, you a gift. If I can make a video a screensaver, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a gift. We'll figure that out. Um. Yeah. So uh, listen to the Garden Faithful on Thursday. Big uh big show coming up. Uh, we'll probably have you on uh sometime in the before the season starts again we got nothing to talk about and yeah no i really don't either we'll have you guys on too we'll do the same like i'll, I'll tell dundon he's taking a back seat to you too yeah, sounds good. and we'll get you guys on ours and do this we'll do the same thing sounds good. we'll talk about hogs and you know hang Just, out shoot the shit do some analytics i'll put some uh, uh svu noises in the background for dundon and then that'll be it that'll be it all right, man. I think that's why he still resents you guys. It's like you guys, I, you guys, because I, I every, every time I say his name at the beginning of the show, I hear that noise in my head. <laughs> yeah, man. I put it into our episode last time. <laughs> I spent a lot of time editing. And last week I edited in like the entire uh, I've Got a Feeling uh, Black Eyed Peas song into the into the background of the episode. So that was pretty nice. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I did it way too late doing that. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. I hate yeah, you, myself. You, you wonder why your computer broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, it's probably because of Black Eyed Peas. Um, all right. We're going to go interview someone about hockey now. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. So uh that's probably yeah, we already probably put that on the podcast. So everyone go follow Woj on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle again? Like I don't know it. Uh just my name, Brian Wotanic. Okay, yeah, everyone can spell that. So uh you, yeah. you can just Google if you, don't know to, <laughs> if you don't know how to spell it, you don't want to follow me. Yeah, if you, just, you just Google Brian uh or you can do Woj NYR and you'll come right up. So there you go. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, Either I, that or Adrian, Adrian Wojnarowski's bitch ass will come up, and then you can block him and follow yeah, me. Yeah, block him. I you know, it, it should make you feel better. You you come up before Woj on my Twitter. Fuck that dude. He, did you ever hear the story about this? I don't mean to take you guys up. <laughs> no, Quick we story. We I, literally I think, don't I think care. He told us on a previous podcast. Yeah, like that fucker blocked me. Like, all right, yeah, not going to get into it, but like he unblocked me now and we're, we're resolved. We're on neutral grounds, but fuck the NBA and fuck Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay, sounds good. NBA, you want to take some shots at NBA players? <laughs> yeah, they suck. It's the worst sport on the planet. Like, hey, come on and defend yourself, NBA players. Yeah, seriously. Hey, any, a, 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 little, Adrian, this is an open invite for Blue Shorts Breakaway to defend my honor on your show. Yeah. Fuck you, Adrian. <laughs> oh, this has been. Uh, we're gonna take flat for this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, pray, I, pray, I pray to God that there was no wise ass grandpa that sat his grandkids down and put this podcast on. Yeah, for Gregory's taking shots at that one guy that emails us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Johnny, who, but I, I appreciate just, it. I just want to know who plays a podcast for their grandkids. What the fuck? Like, yo, you have a grandfather. Take fuck those grandkids. Here's an old midnight for your grandkids to come on the show and I'll swear right in their fucking faces. You stupid fat. It blows my mind. The guy, the guy in the evil is just like, I sat my grandkids down to listen to this podcast. I'm like, why are you making your grandkids listen to a podcast? Because he's I just, because, they're, they? because they're young Ranger fans, Greg, and he wants them to get hard-hitting analytics from these two young, stunning lads, Ryan and Greg. I, I just picture like an old guy with his grandkids after supper, like around an old-timey radio. It's like, come on, kids, get in around the fire. And you guys are like, let's talk about Chris Kreider's fucking dick. And he's just like, oh, no. The, be- oh, the best no. was like he described trying to turn off the podcast extra quick. And I just had the visual in my head of him like – to paint a picture uh, and I, I mean i we are kind of uh, we are kind of calling this guy out he does have a net zero account he is an old man um so, <laughs> net zero? Yeah, no one 
No one. The cra- <laughs> Who is he emailing? What was the craziest part about he- this is? Oh. This is the second or third time he's emailed oh. us about cursing, and he's still surprised. Like, the first oh. two times, he was like, you guys curse too much. And I was like, I literally actually, I don't think you remember this, but I referenced him to your oh. show. And I was like, here's a better podcast. The Garden oh, I Faithful. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> if you want a more clean podcast with better analysis, go to Brian's show. And then, it- and then he comes out mine, and I'm like, fuck you, Dundee. <laughs> but then he already, he knew we cursed already, and then he put it on for the kids. Like, you already just- complained about us twice. What oh my doing? god, I just, I, I, I still, I take it over the fact that a, a, a grown man, someone that has seen shit in his life, <laughs> puts a podcast on for his grandkids thinking, this is a lovely way to spend the day no, with people I get I it. Love. I get it if it was his first time listening. He was like, oh, yeah. a Rangers podcast for like, oh, my, 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 Garrett, my grandchildren love the Rangers and like they want to learn more about the hockey game, not that we know anything. And then all oh. of a sudden he, he's like, oh, they curse, it turns it off. But it's the third time. So I can't, like, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, when he I'm, sent the first one, he's like, I taught those fucking kids their lesson, but he didn't, he didn't swear. But like, he's like, that's why I'm coming back for rounds two and three. He's like, if I get enough emails through, they're going to change. I guarantee if this guy had a Twitter account, he would just be pl- replying to celebrities all day and like being like, I made a difference. We're going to get flamed. This one. In my head, he definitely was just like, after the first email, he said, well, they've learned now. Yeah. And he's going to our podcast and turning it on. He's probably like, I'm gonna give him one more chance. I mean, <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna email the president and tell him to stop colluding. If this guy could, he would ground you guys. Absolutely. That's also <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, I I just Ugh. I I'm so happy Ryan has let me respond to emails I because can't. I would I, I can't let him respond. What am I supposed to do? Scorched scorched fucking earth. <laughs> I had I had like a 30 page manifesto ready to go. Somehow, just like you guys, like. I love all my followers, and I know you guys love your followers and listeners too. Absolutely. But sometimes you gotta burn the earth. Like you just gotta take that one guy out. Like it, it's just gonna be a better place for everybody. We, we have we have a Twitter troll. The guy responds to all our shit just like, oh, you guys don't know hockey. Then why are you following me? Like you don't have to follow me. You also, really don't. We tell you that we don't know hockey constantly. <laughs> what do we? <laughs> I literally end my show every week being like, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a blogger. I'm not a. Po- I'm not like any of these things. I'm literally just a fan with John here. And then like the next fucking 20 minutes somebody be like you're the worst fucking expert on the planet it's because i don't know shit bitch like i don't know anything i'm a 27 year old who bought a mic yeah. and talks about rangers uh, <laughs> i, just, it, it I have fucking up. disney posters hanging in my apartment i clearly don't know shit like this is the, the most guy, inside the baseball episode of podcasting uh, rangers ever <laughs> there's no more inside baseball than this but it's just it's just one guy and i literally i once asked him i'm just like why do you follow us i need to know like what is so terrible in your life that you're like Man, mom having a bad day, but you know what's going to turn it around? Let me go on Twitter and yell at these two kids about their knowledge because they call themselves experts. I have never once in my life called myself an expert. The only thing I'm an expert at is making fun of Ryan. That is really the only thing I can put on my resume that I'm good at. Honey, honey, you want to go to the movies tonight? Uh, I was planning on it, but Greg and Ryan just posted a clandestine episode, so my night's completely fucking booked. I can't so do anything else. Take, take the kids yourself because I'm fucking Hold here. Hold on, I got to know what clandestine thinks about hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, I just, all right, I, I got that rain out of my system. I feel yeah, good. I, I felt good. All right, good. this is um, this is now an all timer episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is officially hit all time. I know I shouldn't oh. call my shots. This one in the episode where Greg oh. drives home with a broken hamstring is probably <laughs> is the, the, these are probably the two all timers. So oh, good stuff. Oh shit! All right, man, we're gonna cut you back on. Is there a nonsense podcast you want to do soon? Like any topic? Yes, anytime. Like literally every day of the week, I could do a nonsense How, podcast. Wait, I like, want to ask an inappropriate question, but I, I don't know if I should ask it or not. But I'm gonna do it. You guys ready? 
Yes. You guys, you guys, I'll edit this part out if it's bad. So here we go. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna hold a blank. Here we go. Blank. All right. I'm gonna edit it out if it's bad. All right. So ready? Here we go. Question for both of you. You're you you wake up in a situation. You're an inch deep in your mom, and your dad's an inch deep into you. Which way do you move first? Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did not see that one coming. Uh, which is what my dad would probably say if I was in that situation. Absolutely. So you can get you can get, you can get out, right? You're you're immediately out of the situation, but you have to move one way uh, first. Like, well, this is an unfair question because you don't know who your dad is, Ryan. So, yeah, like, that's why it's my for me. Your question for you to answer. I, I asked you guys. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, is there a gun available? Can I just kill myself on the spot? No, no. You have to move one way first. That's a forward or back, and you you're out after that because you can like you're 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 done. Forward or back, you're out. I, I don't. It would have, I don't know. I, I can't fucking breathe. Okay, I'll leave it in. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I don't know. Okay. If, like... if that fucking guy hadn't turned out the episode yet and he gets to this part, he might call the cops on you. This guy, you guys might have the cops call on you by next episode. He's like, he's like, I made it past the cursing about me, but I drew the line when he talked about fucking his dad. Like, that's enough. No, it sounds like his, your dad's fucking you, first of yeah, all. Dude, that's correct. Yeah. From all right. We don't have to answer that question uh, if you want to, but I wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That, no. Stop yeah. letting straight white males decide which parent they want to fuck. No, you're doing both. You're just trying to escape. Like, it's like Saw. You wake up, like, you know, instead of having, like, the chain I, around your neck, you're like, oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. I'd watch the fuck out of that Saw movie. I, would watch, I hope that's a plot with Jigsaw. I'd watch the fuck out of that Saw movie. It's just like that. So that's the oh. question I was going to bring up in my in our private group today, but I decided to save it for the podcast. So No, yeah, that's uh, true. The, the, the private group would not have had a good time with that question. No. no. I think someone would have left. Someone would have left. Yeah, I might bring up some art. We got called the cops. Like, that, that's just, that's All right, so this I'm has been... I'm going to go ask every single person I work with that question and just <laughs> pull it out there. This has been the I, most I, inappropriate I... episode of Bushwick's Breakaway, so... Yeah, I'm sorry uh, to all your No, followers. it's okay. I'm going to... I think this literally... The title of this episode is going to be called Non-Suitable for Work, so... Um, uh, that's it. Oh, so God. I'm glad you stayed for the extra couple minutes here. Yeah, that was great. I loved you guys. All oh. right. All right, well, listen, uh, retweet us. <laughs> yes. yes. We'll talk about uh, that question. I don't even know if I can retweet this. Like, I got shit for talking about hot players today, yeah. and then they'll be like, yeah. oh, let's tune into Woj's podcast appearance, and good fucking Lord, what happened? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Where, where did this go wrong? Like, we were, we were doing solo with Ed Sheeran, and then all of a sudden we're talking about, like, consensual sex with your parents. Well, listen, <laughs> it's, it's the song. It, you know, it's not your fault. Like, you wake up, no, J- yeah, Jigsaw is laughing. He goes, one inch, bro. That's it. <laughs> one inch. Get out. You could do it. I, yeah. <laughs> Even, I, you know I'm, how I know I'm, I, never, I'm not going to be able to close my eyes. You know how I know I won? Day. Even Greg's uncomfortable. That's how I know yeah, I yeah. won. Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly, like, every time I close my eyes now, I'm seeing things I don't want to see, and I, oh, I don't know how to handle it. I think I just I lost us, like, 500 followers, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I have full rights to edit that out, but I think I'm keeping it. That, no, you got to keep, gotta, it. Gotta keep gotta it. Okay. Keep it. All right. Listen, Woj, pleasure to have you on, buddy. Uh, always. We'll, we'll do a nonsense pod soon, uh, and we'll yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put that out secretly, and then all that sounds good. <laughs> Perfect. All right, love you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. And that was one of the all-time interviews of our life with Brian Wotanik. Welcome back, Greg. Woof. Woof, boy. I woof. can't. I honestly, I, I, every time I close my eyes, I'm seeing something I never wanted to see. And I'm 
I don't know if I'm sorry or not to everyone out there. I know that was probably the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast, but it was asked to me over the weekend and I just lost my mind. So I needed to bring it up and share it with somebody else. So I think I did a good job with that. I shared it with Uh, a bunch of people. You did something with that. Let me tell you. I did something. All right. Well, I didn't edit it out. It's still in the podcast. Uh, Congratulations on me for keeping that in here. Let's do end this with a little bit of nonsense and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break and our Instagram, Blue Shirts Breakaway, all that stuff. Good all. Thank you for following. Let's talk some spoiler Game of Thrones. Sure. Why not, right? Uh, now, let's remind people. Uh, we said spoiler. So if you haven't watched, again, turn it off. Yeah. Don't fine. get angry at us if you keep listening. I, we couldn't be more clear that we're probably going to say something that happened in the episode that, if you haven't seen it, is going to ruin the episode for you. So... Turn it off. Which is we why come I back ju- next week. Which is so why I just listening. plugged our Twitter. Thanks. We've got the plugs right. out of the way. We're out of here. so nice of you to listen. I'm happy that you're excited for our Game of Thrones takes, but you haven't watched. Come back next week or two weeks or whenever you watch. We'll be here. The beauty of this podcast is it doesn't go away. It's every it Tuesday for some lives. stupid reason. We keep going. Uh, and uh, that being said, you've already had an hour of us. So, all right. Game of Thrones talk starts now. That cold yeah. open was legit. Uh, I couldn't have pictured a better cold open. The you knew from the start, right? Like two words oh, in, I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's because, well." Because even even if you forgot that she sliced off uh, Walter Frey last season, it was right there in the previously on. So you know he's dead. Oh, so I don't. I have a thing. I don't watch the previously on. Oh, I, I, I always watch the previously. I don't on. watch it because I know it spoils the whole episode. That's cause, so I kind of know what's going on, just like that. I don't do uh, see, but I, I with a show like Game of Thrones where there's so many so freaking balls in the air, I kind of, I kind of need the. All right, we're focusing on this this week. That's what I needed. Um, so it was a nice reminder that Frey got axed last season, and then I don't. I mean, I think if ever everyone that's up to speed on the show was just like, wait, is he still alive? I think it was very clear that, um, I. I guess I, I, the one thing I didn't realize is Arya took the ability to wear a dead man's face with her from the um, League of Shadows or whatever that place the was. League that she... of Shadows, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't put one-on-one together that she could still do that even though she left. Um, but I quickly realized, oh, I guess she can. And there you go. There, that, that's it. You know what's funny? She's a better sword fighter than Podrick is. And Podrick's been trading with like, one of the best warriors for like four years already. Uh, Can I just say how much I just I just need to reiterate how much I fucking love Tormund. Oh, Tormund's the, the best. I just you're a lucky man. That was easily <laughs> the best. Like that that all I needed in that episode was that line. Like they could have done nothing else when the entire episode. When he slowly eats chicken, looking at Brienne, and Brienne doesn't know how to handle it because no one's ever looked at her like that before. It's it's the best chemical relationship where they both are such so- socially awkward people on different sides of the spectrum. That is just, it's such a phenomenon to watch, even though their interaction is like 20 seconds, but it's the best. See, I don't think, I don't think Tormund's socially awkward. I think Tormund is the kind of guy who's like, I know what I like, and I like that. And he, this is just his way of expressing that. That's definitely his way of expressing it. Uh, other characters that really took away this episode, the Hound is so legit. I, I love that character. Now, do you understand the throwback, right? Him and Arya visited that house. Uh, I needed some, I needed someone to explain it to me. Like, I'm, I'm. I just, I needed, that's another thing where like so many, yeah, Game of Thrones is a show where you have to remember so many little things that it's really hard to do. So I'm happy that someone, someone after the episode was like, oh, well, Arya and the Pound, when they were on their walking tour of Middle Earth, they ran into these guys (laughs) in the house. 
It's like, I needed someone to tell me that. Otherwise, I, I, when Hound goes, we're not going to be welcome here. I was like, why? It's a fucking house, dude. Why, why, why wouldn't you be welcome? There are, there are a few things that bothered me about this episode. Very few. Uh, I will state them now. Uh, let's go with the Hound first. The Hound's already yeah. a better fire seer than Miss, uh, Mel- Melisandre ha- ever was. She, like, can't really see things clearly. He's looking fire, which, by the way, he was blessed in fire or whatever. He burned his whole face off. And he's like, oh, I see the entire Wh- White Walker army. And Melisandre speaks in code. Like, the entire series. And she's a red priest. And all of a sudden, the Hound can look into fire to see the future or what, el- what else is going on. That's crazy. Well, it doesn't bother me, again, because I think it's one of those things where it's almost... Not not to hearken to Star Wars, but you can have the force in you and not know it. The Hound could the Hound could be the world's greatest fire seer. It could be in him the entire time. Could have been the prince that, he's, the, he's the prince that's promised. Not that you know about that whole thing, but yeah. Um, and then the other thing that's that Harry Potter reference? That is definitely a Harry Potter reference. No, it's actually okay. in the Azor ha, Azor Ahai. He's the prince that's promised in the in the books and in the series. It's supposed to be the king that slays everyone with the fire sword. And that's why oh, they, so that, that's, that's why they, not a Harry Potter reference. No, it's not actually. It's really actually Game of Thrones. Um, and then the other thing that bothered me was Euron's outfit. Man, he looks so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, it looks like he was at, he came right to the filming of the episode from Mika Zibanejad's uh, album release party. Or he just got back from My Comical Romance album retour, re- review. Yeah, yeah so uh, but at the same bad. time, I, like, I, the outfit's ridiculous, but I like Euron the character enough where I kind of just, brush aside it's weird and i'm gonna nerd out on you for a second they changed him so much from the books they changed him to like this comic villain from where he was like this uh sort of stern looking for new religion killing everyone kind of deal in the books but i kind of like him like this better he's he's better like on tv for this that's so i'm I'm happy with the change here's what i have to say about everyone that's like oh well it's different from the book then just read the fucking book and don't watch the show there you go i don't you're you're you being annoyed by a change from the book to the show does not impact how I watch the show. Fair. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I know it's just, I feel like it's kind of smelling your own farts when someone says, oh, well, in the book, good for you. You can read, have a fucking cookie. I don't care. This is a show. This is, it's not supposed to follow every little fucking thing. Like I, I, I get it. Things change, but that's because they're two, they're almost, you have to look at them as two different entities. All right. One's a show. One's a book. Of course, the book's going to have different takes and everything. It's going to be written differently. It's not the same guy. Just shut up. Like, I, I really fucking hate when people, I, I, this isn't supposed to be directed at you. You do this very little. Um, Thank you. I appreciate I'm just, it. I'm just saying, I'm saying in general, anyone who says, hubba, ba, 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 it's not the same in the book, hubba, ba, 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 the show's getting it wrong, hubba, ba, ba, shut the fuck up and don't watch the show. How about that? Wait for the books. You only have six more years for the next one and then 12 more yeah. for the other one after that. So Fuck off, all right? This is my TV show. I don't need you coming in here with your nonsense and blah blah and trying to tell me how I should live my life. We already talked about the Ed Sheeran thing. I don't. It's not a problem. It's fine. I don't care. It, look, again, I, as I said with Woj, I guess it would have been weirder if he wasn't singing. Yeah. Like, if Ed Sheeran was just kind of there the entire time, you'd be like, wait, is that Ed Sheeran? At least, at least you got him singing like, ah, all right, it is that Sharon. I am interested to see how they, how Noah Syndergaard is going to pop up. Like, is he, is he just going to be a dude with a hammer? I think he's just like, going to be, the, gonna be holding a hammer. He's just going to be in the background. I, mean, I think that's what, what he needs to do. That's awesome, though. I'm yeah, glad. He I don't does. think he's going to have. Like, I, I, I highly doubt they give Noah Syndergaard a speaking role Never. because if you listen to Noah Syndergaard, he sounds like a 16 year old. I think we've had this so exact it wouldn't really twice. work. Yeah. Um, he, he, he doesn't sound like what you think Noah Syndergaard would sound like, but I would expect. Like, I'm expecting to see a pan. Of a line of soldiers and Noah, and Noah Syndergaard being in that pan holding a hammer. Like, yeah. that's my expectation. I'm the same way. Yeah, that, and that's all I want. I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, that's all I need. I'm not a, a greedy man. 
All right, so this is the perfect uh, setup episode, in my opinion. To where nothing really, I mean, nothing really happened. There was a lot of shit. Man, that Look, shit scene was that shit scene was brutal. I smell, Look, season, I smell that season, scene. Season premieres are the the whole purpose of a season premiere is to set the storylines. Yeah. Like we we needed we needed someone we needed something to finally put Jon Snow and Danny on a collision course, and we got that. We got so it. check that one off. We needed something that put um, Cersei uh, against everyone. Cersei, right. We got that. We needed something that ties Euron back into the story because obviously he can't go to Danny anymore. So he needed to go to someone. Yep. And we then, got and then we all know that the White Walkers are coming. And that's it. And we needed we needed Sam to be useful in some way, shape, or form. Oh, and, and we and, got that. And so Bran got, got and Bran got to the wall. And that that's all we needed. So now from right. here, action starts. Every other episode's gonna be nuts. I guarantee it. And it's yep. not it's not and like that got... episode was bad, by the way. It was just it was good, but it wasn't no, amazing. It just... People, people being like, oh, well, I wanted more, blah, blah, blah. No, look, the season premiere is always the stage setter. You can't get the other six episodes unless the season premiere sets the foundation for what the other six episodes are going to be. It would have been a lot weirder if all of a sudden Danny and John are just talking over a cup of wine like, so tell me about these dragons of yours. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's it. I think it's going to be a great ep- great season. I'm hyped up. I'm, we'll review it every single week. That's it. Greg, let's finish this go- goddamn podcast off. It's been a doozy, my friend. Uh, we will talk to you next week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I don't know how you've gotten this far. That's it. God bless. Greg, let, any, let me tell you. Any last words? Um, no. Only because we've been recording for almost two hours and I haven't brought them up once. Not even once, Ryan. Yeah. I'm just going to say it would be incredibly stupid if the Mets traded Jacob DeGrom. Very stupid. That's it. That's dumb. But we look, we went the entire fucking podcast oh, yeah, that was good. with two guests. And I didn't once bring up the Mets. I mean, we talked so about Noah, say, we talked about Noah Syndergaard twice. I mean, just to call you out. But Ah oh, shit, I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't count. He doesn't even play baseball. That, that's true. He's coming back, hopefully. All right, man. Fine. But that's my only thing. He's stupid if the Mets trade Jake with the ground, that's all I'm gonna say. Totally agree. All right, let's uh let's end this thing. Thank you everyone for listening. Come back next week uh, for an episode which I don't know what will happen because there's no news. Bye bye, everyone. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.